Don't judge a book by its cover. Despite this famous old saying, facial cues almost always guide our first impressions. In fact, human societies consistently put attractive people on a high pedestal. Research after research has shown that attractive people on average are considered or perceived as being more kind and more intelligent. They are also considered more altruistic and more moral. You are more likely to help a person if they happen to dress neatly and look attractive to you compared to someone in equal need but less attractive and well kept. And here's the most scary finding of all. Judges and juries are more lenient when handing out punishments or convictions to attractive defendants even when they commit exact same crimes as unattractive defendants. Is it really surprising then that our society is so obsessed with looking beautiful? Even if no one has read any research on this topic, everyone kind of knows how useful it is to look attractive or how looking unattractive can actively work against you in all walks of life. But why is this true about us humans? Why do we take one positive quality about someone and let it influence our judgment on them in all the other domains? Today in Cerebral, we will explore the halo effect, a cognitive bias that not only makes attractive people more successful in life, but also allows various businesses and organizations to exploit our psyche by making their product or whatever they're selling seem more valuable than it actually is. Whenever someone tells me that they buy only organic food, my bullshit detector goes off. My mind listens to whatever they say further with an extra bit of skepticism. One can even argue that I'm biased against people who are organic food evangelists. Why is that? Isn't organic food cleaner and more healthy? Well, let's look at the evidence. A 2012 meta-analysis from Stanford analyzed 240 studies. So meta-analysis is basically an overview of the research in a particular topic. And this particular analysis analyzed 240 studies done on the topic of organic food versus conventional food. What did it find? It found no evidence that nutrient levels or pesticide contamination are significantly different between organic and conventional foods. They also did not find any particular health benefits by consuming organic foods over conventional foods. So basically organic or not, we just need to eat fruits and vegetables regularly. 
So why am I talking about organic foods right now? Well, it turns out that due to this prevalent perception that organic means healthier, companies have started stamping organic labels on their products to make them seem more healthy. And it is not just the perception that organic means healthy that they exploit. In 2013, researchers from Cornell University asked participants to evaluate three pairs of products, including yogurts, cookies, and potato chips. And even though all six items were organic, only one of each pair was labeled organic. And the study found that people find items labeled organic as more tasty and as having less calories. And of course, people were more than happy to pay more. In fact, in this case, 23% more for organic label products. This is what is halo effect. If our mind has a positive association with something, it starts creating other unwarranted positive associations without any evidence. In food marketing, this phenomenon is called health halo. Even unhealthy products can be marketed and then accepted as healthy if they are within the halo of an organic product or sold by a company that is famous for selling organic foods. And since it is an innate human bias, Naturally, food industry is not the only industry exploiting it. Halo effect has also been consistently used by automotive industry. Car manufacturers regularly develop so-called halo cars, which are primarily released as a publicity stunt to increase the overall brand value. In this case, the hope is that the halo around these cars, these fancy cars, will be large enough, resulting in an increase in sale of regular cars by the same brand. These tactics by profit-seeking companies are usually intentional. They know exactly what they're doing. But what about the unintentional behaviors caused by this bias? Some of the most sinister effects of halo effect are seen in our education system. Back in 1973, Clifford and Wallster did a study on teachers in which they gave the teachers report cards of 5th grade students, along with a photo of the student. Teachers were then asked to complete an opinion sheet that required them to indicate their best estimate, their best guess of answers to multiple questions. Questions like, what is the child's IQ? What is the child's relationship with his or her peers? What is the parent's interest like in child's acad academic achievement? And what is the child's future potential in education? They found that the teacher's expectations on all four measures were much higher for the attractive child than the unattractive child. In short, Teachers expected attractive kids in 5th grade, in 5th grade to be more intelligent, more social and to perform better in life than kids who were less 
attractive. Another set of researchers interviewed teachers individually, reading them a statement about a child along with showing them the child's picture. They then asked teachers to indicate how they felt the child would do in the classroom. What is their best estimate of child's performance in the classroom? Again, attractive students were perceived to perform better in classroom than unattractive students. If you're still following me, you might be wondering, how did the researchers decide which kid is attractive and which kid is not? So, in such studies, uh, researchers use a method called truth of consensus. This method is used for rating attractiveness. They involve multiple people who look at the same set of photographs. So, if majority of these judges who are looking at the photograph rate a picture as high, moderate, or low in physical attractiveness, then that person is placed in that category. Moderate category is usually ignored because high and low attractiveness categories have higher agreements and therefore they are more useful. This simple method of course has its limitations but it seems to work well because research has shown that the beauty of a person is not entirely subjective. There are some features in human face that pretty much all of us find attractive. One place you would hope this bias to not have a stronghold is in our justice systems. But unfortunately, things are pretty bad there too. Downs and Leons conducted a study to find a link between a criminal's attractiveness and sentencing outcomes. They asked a group of police officers and students across different race and gender to rate the attractiveness of over 2,000 criminals. They used a scale of 1 to 5 to rate the attractiveness and they found that the ratings of this group of police officers and students was mostly similar. And the judges' sentencing, their sentencing decisions were divided into two main categories, misdemeanors and felonies. What they found was that for misdemeanors, the judges punished the unattractive criminals with significantly larger fines than attractive criminals. And here's the most crazy part. The fine itself was inversely proportional to attractiveness, which means that fines incrementally increased as attractiveness decreased. Another research gathered data on 67 defendants who were already sentenced. The defendants were a mix of black, Hispanic, and white, and there were 15 real judges in total. This research found that on average, criminals of low attractiveness were sentenced to 4.1 years in prison, and criminals of high attractiveness were sentenced to only 1.8 years in prison. That is an insane 120% increase in prison time for unattractive criminals. Depressing stuff.
once you start noticing it this bias shows up everywhere and as with all the biases halo bias can also be explained in terms of a useful feature of our mind our minds are using a very simple heuristic a mental shortcut to make predictions about something or someone and since it would take precious resources like time and energy to accurately get the full picture about an object in consideration it is using first impression as a guide to form future judgments about that object and this may work well for extreme behaviors for instance when evaluating future behaviors of someone who just cheated you or who just helped save your life but unfortunately in the modern world where we are having complex interactions all the time this old useful feature acts as a bug way more often making our judgment machinery much less trustworthy so what do we do about it is there a way to avoid this bias of course knowing about it and its disastrous consequences is definitely a good start but maybe try to reserve your judgments on people and things that look superficially attractive or unattractive just patiently collect more information before you come to any conclusion and i don't want to be biased against attractive people or people with brilliant communication skills but we do need to be a little bit cautious when dealing with them their first impressions can be really good which ends up biasing our minds when it comes to evaluating them further i'm not arguing here that we need to look at them with skeptical eyes but knowing this biases great power over us we just need to pause and collect more data before forming concrete impressions about them also interestingly there is a 2011 study that showed that people who are in good mood tend to be more vulnerable to halo effect than people in negative mood so maybe when the next time you are in a great mood try to reserve forming judgments and finally i should mention the most obvious advice notice how exhausted you are when you are judging people halo effect or for that matter any bias any cognitive bias definitely looms large when you lack the mental energy to think clearly and therefore rely on your mind's automatic processing the system one thinking okay so that's all i have for this episode i'll be back next week with another thinking trap as always for any concerns questions or feedback right to cerebral podcast at protonmail.com until next time have fun thinking